Let's just pray for him. Jesus, right now we see you. We acknowledge you. Fix your eyes on him. We see you. We acknowledge what you have done on our behalf. And we declare that you are the one who is worthy of all power, all glory, all honor, and all dominion. It's all into you. Everything that we do, everything that we do, it's for your glory. We live, we move, we have our being in and through you. You are what we're after. You are what we want. Ah, Jesus, just establish your presence in this place. If we haven't made you feel most welcome here, teach us your ways. Teach us to host you well. Within us and all around us. We want to host you well. I want to bring honor to your name. Not tomorrow, but right now, right here in this place. We want to honor your name and all that you've done. You are greatly to be praised. <laughs> I see you. You are greatly to be praised. Thank you. Just tell them thank you. Ah, doesn't that feel good to just acknowledge all that he is and all that he's done? I feel a little bit raw and I feel a little bit undone. Anyone else? Just me? No, you too. You too. Excellent. <laughs> There's that, that second song that we did. I don't even know the name of it because you know I don't know the names of songs and I don't know the ones who wrote them. But there are lines and songs that capture my attention and the one that declares, you know my favorite, you know my favorite line, that the Lamb of God is worthy to receive the reward of his suffering. But I felt as we were singing it that God was asking, do you even know what that looks like? And I love when the Father asks questions. Because I know he's trying to touch something in me, in us. Do we even know what this reward looks like? And always the appropriate response to a question from God is, you tell me, right? The reward that he's after is nothing less than his body living within the resurrection power that he afforded his church. The reward that Jesus is so deserving of is a body living within the resurrection power that he afforded his church. I know! That's a great statement, God. Yes, but how? Randy, Randy Nichols used to always say that. Yes, but how? That applies here. Yes, God. How? How do we step into 
fullness of the resurrection power that he afforded his church, us, to carry out, to dispense. Where we're going this morning is not exactly where I would have chosen to go. I would have preferred to talk about the empty tomb and the gloriousness of that morning. That's not what God wants to talk about. He wants to talk about resurrection power and what we're doing with it, how we're stewarding with it, how we're hosting it, and how we're living within it, which I think applies. We can look at the overarching picture of Easter, of Resurrection Sunday. We can say, he is risen, and you can say, or, <laughs> you're looking at me funny. <laughs> you're not on social media enough because that is the thing trending right now. <laughs> it actually comes from a very old old-timey kind of thing where the people would say, the preacher would say, he is risen, and the congregation responds. Exactly. Thank you for participating. I have no idea where it comes from. It probably actually originated in a, in a, a place like this, where there is um, a lot of back and forth in, in a single meeting, which I love. You know I love that. I'm meeting. But the thing is, is like, we can point to that all day long because we love big picture ideas because there's very little responsibility within big picture ideas. But the problem is, is that we have no action carrying anything out. We can't sustain resurrection power because we don't know what it takes. We can point to it, but it's not emanating from us, right? Is that fair? Is that a fair assessment? We've become weak-minded. And the thing is, is God is looking to release resurrection power within every aspect of our being. And what I felt like he was saying to me this morning, and even last night, is I was really grappling with where it is that we were going, is our minds. And we've talked about this before, that what you think becomes your belief, and then your belief comes from your heart space, and your heart space releases words, and your words become action. And we have not allowed resurrection power to come in and infiltrate our minds the way that God wants to. Our minds are, are weak. And we allow a lot of stuff to come in. And I want to remind us, before we get too far into this, I want to remind us of what it is that, that God said to us at the beginning of the year. I was reading through this this morning. And if you don't go back and read the Word for 2023 on occasion, I invite you to do that because it's powerful. And it's a good reminder of where we need to be moving. Right? There's a lot in there. But it's a constant reminder if we go back and refresh. Because how many of you uh, have a hard time staying on track? And you're like moved by all the peripherals. Someone so did this, so therefore I am this way. Yeah, that's, that's what he's getting at. It's like we are, are emotionally immature. Our thought life is immature. 
compared to where it could be, compared to what it is that he's wanting to do in us. And this is the other thing God said to me as I was just, just worshiping him. He's like, well, actually, let me back up and tell you this. I think we need to hit pause on our schedule, on our teaching schedule, because we need to go here. We need to spend some time and allow God to do what he wants to accomplish in our minds, right? Because we can't move into dominion and into territory and think that we're going to take any land if we're weak-minded. Because all it's going to take is one squatter. One squatter that refuses to move and we will shrink back. Ask me how I know. Because I've done it. Over and over and over again, I come up against opposition and I'm like, take it out. Right? You know, being away for a week, I slept like a baby. John was like, I'm not sleeping well at all. I'm sleeping like a champ. I did have to steal the pillows from the other bed and put them over there and pretend like that was John. But I slept like a champion. And I wondered why, what was the difference? And it occurred to me it's because I live in warfare. I live in a space of warfare. I have no space to actually retreat, pull away from the constant barrage of all the things. I live under a space of warfare. And so I wonder why I'm not well rested. Well, that's why. You guys, since we've moved out of our home into a new space, it was the first time that I was ever confronted with a demon. Hands around my neck. I live in a space of warfare. I had to go to Canada to be able to get real rest. Here's the deal. This is what God says to me in the middle of worship. He says, I want to create a space within your mentality, within your thought life that is so strong and so significant that you are capable of hosting your own praise fest on all by yourself. Yeah. I got, I got really excited about that. I was like, I can do that. I can do that. God, I want to partner with that idea. Right? Don't you love when he proposes an idea and you're just like, take me there. It's kind of a trick. It is. It's always a trick. It's kind of that bait and switch thing. But for my benefit. Right? He just dangles the carrots. He's like, oh, do you want this? Yes, I want that. I want a sound mind. Isn't that what's promised us? A sound mind? Do you know that this day, the American church uses this day to commercialize Christianity? And we wonder why we aren't flowing in resurrection power. Because what we care about most is attendance. And I'm guilty of it. I can look around on any given Sunday and be like, Jesus, what are we doing? You know? What what are we doing? Is this what you want us to be doing? I can become preoccupied with numbers. That's easy to do. It's easy to do. But 
one of the things that he said to me throughout the last three years is, what's it to you if all I'm asking of you is to lift me high? It's a fair question. To not look around and judge anything else outside of, are we lifting him high? Are we capable of lifting him high at any given moment? Can we host our own praise fest in the middle of opposition? What's being released from us when we're being opposed? Right? That's a big question. And this is the area that he's wanting to bring integrity. That our minds are quick. When opposition comes against us, we know exactly what to do. Anybody else excited about this? I mean, this is exciting. Like, this isn't like, don't feel shame in this at all. This is an invitation. This is an invitation. God is wanting to bring integrity into our minds. And before you start thinking about integrity in terms of all of the things that it could be, sound mind, no leaks. Isn't that exciting? Okay, let's read this. Into the wardrobe. Remember, this is the word that we all compiled together. We all listened, right? And we, we submitted what it was that we felt like God was saying, and then we compiled the whole thing. Into the wardrobe. Grab your apparel and move through quickly. Never mind the clutter and chaos of the unkept closet. I've packed up boxes from last season, and I'm returning them to the sender. Come on! He's taking all of the chaos and the clutter. He's packed it up himself, and he's returning it back to the sender. You should be excited about that. These are the boxes of mixture, deception, and other possessions that simply will not serve you where we're going. Sleeping agents that have kept my bride in a stupor. Identity is of utmost importance, not in appearance, but in character. These garments in your hands are to be consumed. They fit on the inside to shine through with brilliance. So eat up. I'm raising up a misfit militia. Each will be trained by my hand in ongoing intimacy. Continue to govern the fire. Continue to steward well each flame. I know you grow tired and even weary, but you must keep pushing. Anybody been tired and weary? I mean, like, I think if you aren't experiencing this, then you might have already checked out. <laughs> Tired and weary. I am battle weary. You know? And he knows it. I love it most when I find out that God already knew. Does that bring comfort to anybody else? Like, that is such a comfort to me. Be like, oh, he already knew, so I can rest in him. Yes? Yes. Simply to simply continue to narrate what I show you. I am meeting with each when least expected. In the moment, out of the moment, it matters little. What happens individually will translate corporately and it's lasting. The embers of intimacy will be seen soaring through. I am after my family. I'm uncovering ties to deception. Freeing my people to commune deeply, authentically. Great courage 
will come upon you to look beyond the surface. I'm uncovering bonds, trappings, and vices. It's a transparent season, so swallow up those garments. I am bonding my body, not over just anything, over life abundantly, over great grace, over justice and truth. Hold the line of conviction, break the back of tolerance, and continue to echo no compromise. The opposition that we're experiencing right now, this weary, tired stuff that we're experiencing right now is telling. We've talked about this at extent that the enemy always overplays his hand. Always. He only has access to lies. Lies have a semblance of truth attached to them. That's what makes them deceptive. For it to be deception, there has to be a semblance of truth. Right? So the opposition that is coming against you, that's coming against us right now, and whether you know or not, there's opposition coming against us. I know that's crazy, but there is. There is. But we need to investigate it further and not just be weak about it. And like, <laughs> I'm always never. You need to investigate what is this opposition about? What is it that the enemy is covering up? Mostly, there's promise. There's promise that's being covered up. You're being deceived because he's trying to take something from you. That has everything to do with dominion. That has everything to do with territory. That has everything to do with the land. But we got to get our minds right first. Do we think like this in the heat of the moment? No, that's the problem. He's looking for people who can host their own praise fest. Do you know what I mean when I'm saying that? We've talked about this too, you guys. Praise breaks. Why do we praise him? So that he has a space to establish his authority. His throne is his authority, yes? Where does he like to establish his throne, his authority? On the praises of his people. But when we react emotionally to something, to the opposition, and we're like, eh. That's not giving him any space. And the thing is, is he's allowing the opposition to come at us. So we know what space to take. Guys, the opposition is part of the promise. You don't know what's yours unless there's opposition there. Do you think that the stories throughout the Old Testament of battle after battle after battle was easy? Do you think that there, the, the dictate to go in and take the land was just free for the taking? It was occupied. So is your land. Your land is occupied, but you need to know what it is that God is trying to get out of you. Simon Breaker said months ago, he was telling a story. For those of you that don't know Simon Breaker, he's from England. He was telling a story about his son having a bully at school. He 
was being picked on on a regular basis while he picked his son up and, and his son was going on and on in the back seat of the car about how, you know, this is just whoa, blah, blah, blah. yeah, you know, it's kind of like this whiny thing. And, and Simon was like telling him, no, you need to do this. And, and his son finally just lashed out and was like, why can't you just feel sorry for me for a second? And this is Andy's paraphrase, you know. But his response to his son really was jolting because how many of us as parents, we love to coddle them and be like, That's not what he did. His response to his son was jolting to him. He said, my job is not to coddle you. My job is to weapon. And you can do that with the utmost love. And this is how we've misunderstood God. Especially in this season. I know that it was jolting for us when he, he all of a sudden didn't want to play Squishy Jesus, which I love. You know, I just affectionately named him Squishy Jesus because I do love him. And he comes at us in moments of tenderness. And I live for those moments. I need those moments. But when God stood up, you can almost hear his foot just taking back its mind. See, because God's territorial too. And he knows what his possessions are. And I feel like the question for us is, do we? Do we know what is ours? If we do in moments, perfect moments, you know, those perfect moments where it's just us and him. He's telling us all about ourselves. We love those moments, and we feel bulletproof in those moments, but the problem is that we can't carry those moments out. It's because of our weak mindedness. And it's because of the tolerance that we've allowed in. I'm going to keep reading this. I don't know if I even remember where we were at. Oh, here we are. Um... And continue to echo no compromise. It is then that I will begin to shape and mold family life like you've never known. You will be known as a phenomenon as you step into my commons. Signs, wonders, and miracles will accompany great grace. The measure will be no the measure will be known and no needs among you. None. Understand what I'm getting at. There won't be any issues of health, wealth, hunger. All will be satisfied. This is what I'm setting up. Yours is to hold the line of no compromise and continue to feed the fire and consider the cost. Vince and I were having a conversation the other day about scripture. We were talking about how David had gone in and he defeated the Amalekites. And when they went in and they actually, you know, there was a long battle and they actually went in and they, they conquered. It was the conquering moment and they were able to plunder and take back all that was theirs and then some. Prior to that moment, I think it was 400 men stalled out. They couldn't continue on. They were tired and they were weary. And so all of these men that got to partake in the plundering bring back all of the treasures from war. And the guys, when they meet the 400 that stall out, 
David's like, everybody gets some. But the men that were part of the plundering, they're like, not here! You know this is how we are. They didn't even, they weren't even there! But we exist to steward a kingdom culture. Do you even know what a kingdom culture is? It's this. That even those who stall out and aren't part of the plundering, everybody gets even share. That's what he's talking about. In Acts 2 and in Acts 4, when there were no needs among them, they shared everything in common. We are talking about spiritually, physically, emotionally, any way you can even imagine. They had all things in common. There were no needs among them. That's that's a kingdom culture. That means even if you stall out for a season, you get your share. And see, even in that, we love the concept. We love to sit here and be like, yeah, let's do that. Let's share eggs together. But the thing is, is the moment that we are met with the opportunity, it goes out the door. What's that going to do, Robin? Because she's the only person I know that's going to more not to give farm away. <laughs> But I think you carry something that really needs to be released far and wide. All right. Where were we? You must keep pace. Pace. Are we keeping pace? Do we even know what the cadence is? Didn't think so. Think of a wildfire consuming decades of deceptions, insulating weeds. I'm going to read that again because that's really powerful and I want us to capture like a picture of it. Think of a wildfire consuming decades of deceptions, insulating weeds, overgrown sentimentality that I didn't author. And we wonder why we're weak-minded. It's a blazing fire swallowing up all that doesn't live up to the standard of my righteousness revealed in this day. Keep pace. You will look and see desert life, but look again, a second glance, to see great provision. Each intentional step of obedience, leaving a wake of glory power, an oasis for creative life to flourish. So before we breathe right past that, look and you will see desert life. But look again. This is talking about that opposition. It looks like a mess. Like a fine mess. But look again. Look again. You guys, God is after something in our minds. Faith. It's seated in our minds first. That we would be those who see what's happening physically, but look again spiritually. That we would be those who think a thing and then speak a thing because it's overflowing from our hearts. That we would agree with God first and foremost. That I am built for resurrection power. We have a hard time hosting it 
because our minds are weak and we believe somewhere in there that we are undeserving. We were either raised to life with him or we weren't. We need to, we need to satisfy this first. We were either raised to new life with him or we weren't. We're either hanging out in a dark, cold tomb in our old selves, in our old nature, or we've been raised to new life with him. There's really only two ways here. And I think that it would do us a lot of good to ask Holy Spirit to search us, to be brave. Search me, God. Search me through and through. Be, being in a, a, a week-long event filled with people who have significant prophetic prowess begins to cause things to bubble up in you. And, and we're talking about, like, I would say the significant portion of people that, that I spent time with last week were all highly prophetic people. And it causes things to stir in you. Like, you don't need a personal prophetic word because things are already stirred up. It just pulls, pulls, and you start to see things that God has in store for you. And in those moments, we have to be asking, God, give me the wisdom. Give me the wisdom to want what you want right now. And I found myself, and this is not me tooting my own horn, this is purely Holy Spirit, because I can get caught up in fantasy just like the next person. But I found myself saying, Lord Jesus, only if this is your timing, because I don't want to step out into something that I am not prepared for. We get caught up in the fanciful of the prophetic all the time. We see the great vision of self, and I'm not knocking that. We need to. It's a gift to us, but we need to follow that up with, search me. Search me. And if now is not the time to pursue that thing, then give me the wisdom to set that thing down for a season, to know about it but to also set it down and wait for the right timing. Because here's the problem, and I think this is where a lot of our weak-mindedness has come from, is we step out prematurely. This is not typically our problem, because I think mostly we're like the opposite of courageous. So don't hear me giving you permission to sit back and do nothing. Just saying, find the word for this season. What is he calling you to now? Pursue that. I think sometimes we reach for the grandiose because it um, keeps us from having to pursue the thing that he's asking us to do right now. The thing that we've actually been prepared for. Yes? Okay, let's keep reading. You will look and see desert life, but look again, a second glance, to see great provision. Each intentional step of obedience, leaving a wake of glory, an oasis for creative life to flourish. You will be consumed with zeal for my house and my way. Don't fret the mistakes. There will be plenty of those. I will be with you to turn you around, setting your feet on higher ground. Thank you, Jesus. 
right? Family revival, hearts turned back to me in deep reverence and lasting devotion. The least of these, the worst off, will hear my knocking and let me in. I'm releasing a healing balm over families with a grace to uncover iniquities. Deep healing is coming to my house of myrrh. I'm touching pain-filled memories trapped in the hidden corners of your soul. I'm sweeping out every crevice and corner. This is the jubilee year of the soul in order to be satisfied and not crushed by the release of my greater glory. Watch me for this one thing. Hold me to my word. I am restoring family life. Ask me even now and I will step in. You will house people eager to surrender, willing to die. Ask me. I will diffuse the essence of that sweet resin in your midst. You will know my intention, my call for surrender with the wafting fragrance of myrrh. The intensity of my training will overwhelm you when leaning upon your own understanding. That's a pretty simple breakdown. If you're overwhelmed right now, stop. Let go of all you think you know because an upgrade is loading and it will override most of what you hold close. I'm not trying to trip you up. My intention is to offend your mind for expansion. You are missing key components that hold truth upright. Come on, do we want to be those who can hold truth upright in our minds? <sighs> you will no longer feel as if you are a pendulum swinging from truth to truth, occupying contrasting ends of measure. You will sit in my counsel and know. Watch me as I set fire to the half-baked gospel agenda occupying my lands. Watch me as I torch half-truths and meaningless trust. I will have a bride consumed with my house, she who knows her way through my halls to my hideaways. I'm not withholding. I've held nothing back. Yet you've settled for dwelling within the shacks of Satan with a foot in my door. Now you will know my jealousy. I'm no longer merely hinting at it. I am breathing life on the gospel again and raising up an unfiltered expression of it. I am forming a militia from my remnant, those who will listen to be shaped rather than to merely gather and seed my words. I require more. I desire more. Will you allow my voice to shape and satisfy you? Will you sit long enough for me to add the dimension that is necessary. My people stop to listen long enough to make much of their ability to hear, but certainly not long enough to build anything more than a house of cards. I'm building in this season, laying a foundation in your minds and your hearts, a work that will translate within my footstool. Keep perspective of me and who I am. Qualify me with every step. Remember my majestic ways. Recognize my moods and mannerisms. Memorize my facial expressions. I'm shaping your praise, forming your intercession, writing your messages. Draw close. Get in on the action. As you break through into a new year, keep persistence as your companion. Wear your all-access pass around your neck. Know that you belong in our house. I'm laying territory at your feet. 
a rolled-up remnant for you to spread wide. Hang it out, beat the dust from it, cleanse it from its iniquitous history. Expand wide, stake the eastern border. Lisa, are you listening? <laughs> that made me lose my place. <laughs> you are my governmental ambassadors. You will find yourselves in spaces you have no experience, no credentials. However, I have found hearts that can host my zeal appropriately. A fiery crew that knows and banks on the inheritance of my government that will live on and on forevermore. In you, I have found hands to drop my legislation. Wrap your hands around my scrolls and take ownership. Great authority will consume you. I have called you to govern the fire. I have set my government upon you to steward with passion, truth, and trust. Great grace will accompany you as you go. You may feel unprepared, but you will never go alone. Boldness will host you all your days. I am remantling you and retraining you to establish my authority in the Americas. You will learn on the job. It's hands-on as you go training. Do not fret. I am your rear guard, and I have certainly gone before you. Stretch out my territory as you go. You will know when to sow and when to harvest. You will know when to tear up and when to build. Count the cost now. I will show you the price tag. I am the Lord of the angel armies, and I am deploying a company of government officials from the ranks of my embassy. You will have all you need. Go boldly in confidence that the Lord of the angel armies has sent you and surrounded you with a host. As you go, your needs will be fulfilled. You are those who keep your eyes fixed on the kingdom of heaven. The angelic are moved into action by great faith. You will become more and more familiar with their ways. Trust me. I bless your year and the fruit of your labor. It's a lofty call. And it's going to require a sound mind to fulfill. I don't want to get to December 31st and have regrets. I want to know that we did everything we could to return the fullness of his word. Because he is worthy of a body who has stepped in to resurrection life and done all we can to fulfill his word. That's who we are. But it will require a sound mind. And we need his resurrection power on our minds from here moving forward. So I want to take a few weeks and I want to lean into that. I want to get into scripture. I, I want us to be in Romans. In case you're wondering where my thought process is. I want us to be in Romans, specifically chapters one through eight, just really diving deep into that. And I think that our minds will be transformed as we begin to study scripture, as we ask Holy Spirit, breathe on this, help me digest it the way you intend for me to digest it. Create in me a sound mind as I consume your scripture. The part in here that talks about the garments that we are to consume, let's just consider his word, scripture, as garments for a season. And let's consume it. Let's allow Holy Spirit to create a deep 
hunger in us that we would not be satisfied unless we are consuming ravenously. Seriously. Listen to it. Read it. Read it to each other. Call each other up. Be like, hey, I've got to, I've got, I've got to read this to you. You know? Like we need to be just consuming as much scripture as possible. And Romans 1 through 8 lays out this. It's just beautiful the way that it's laid out. You see the depravity, where the depravity entered into man. And there is no compromise in Paul's words in Romans, especially the first few chapters. He's laying it out. It's very clear. And when, when, when he says in this word that, that we have been insulated by the sentimentality of half-baked truths, you'll see it. You'll see it. Read it in different translations. Once you've read it in one, go to the next. Don't be satisfied with the familiarity that you have of the scripture. Get into it. Dive deep. I don't know what you know, the next few Sundays will look like, we'll figure it out. But this is important. We need to allow him to create in our minds what is necessary. And I know that I know that I know if we dive deep here, that God will do the transformation that we actually are longing for. It's the thing that we're most hungry for if we would be honest with ourselves. We want the transformation. We need the transformation. And if if God can transform a single man in three days, take him from a murderer to to his best his best man. Just imagine what he can do with our minds over a few weeks. We need to be asking for his resurrection power to affect our minds. He'll do it. He'll do it. Because we need to be those who can host a praise fest at any given moment. I just want to remind you that the opposition that you're experiencing right now is telling a story. If you're brave enough to look beyond the face of it all. Yeah? Okay. Father God, we just thank you for the invitation. We thank you for the invitation to enter into resurrection power and, and to have our minds completely transformed and, and that you would remove all of the things that have insulated us from your truth. We want what you want. We want a sound mind, God. We want to be those who can host a praise fest. And I do love it that you're calling us out. We want to partner with you in establishing dominion at every turn. God, make us strong in our minds and courageous in our hearts. Holy Spirit, create in us a hunger transformation. Create in us a hunger for scripture. That we really would take this seriously and that we would just consume as much as we possibly can 
that every extra moment would be filled with just like, oh my gosh, what's he going to say next? God, we love being yours. It's an honor and it's a privilege to be considered yours. We just want to steward it well. I'm excited, Jesus. I'm excited about a room full of people with sound minds. That's exciting to me, Jesus. God, that it wouldn't just be here. That this invitation would affect all of North and South America. I believe you'll do it. Yeah.